You're listening to the Cornerstone Chapel High School Youth Ministry. Let's head into the service for this week's message. Well, I'll, I'll try to get through this. If my voice sounds a lot deeper than usual, it's because I have a cold. Okay. James chapter 1, verse 19. Shh, follow along. Let's read. James 1, 19 says this, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself goes away, and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Verse 26, If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Uh, Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the beautiful weather outside. We do praise you for what you did at winter camp, Um, all the people that came and the kitchen crew, um, the band, and we just thank you so much for for what you do at at our camps every time, and we just give you praise and honor. We pray you go before us through the study this morning, and uh, I pray that we would learn something new, we would apply it to our hearts, and... um, we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, everyone knows that famous song. If you know where I'm going with this, it's because we just read basically the lyrics in what I just read in, chap- in James chapter 1. You know the Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror. Anybody know that song? I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Ooh. I'm asking him to change his ways. No mention that I've been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. I could just sing that whole song, okay? (laughs) I have a sore throat. I have a sore throat too, and that, that, thank you for the applause. Did not expect that. Um, I mean, Everyone, I think, knows that song, hopefully. Uh, it's a good song, good song. And um, I don't know if they play at proms still or homecomings, maybe not. They play at, like, I, you, know what I, you know where I heard it? I was at Home Depot. Yes, I go to Home Depot. And they played it at Home Depot. And people are looking in the mirrors. I'm talking about no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But they, they really played it at Home Depot. And uh, I just felt like dancing in Home Depot, like you play Michael Jackson in Home Depot. Okay, that's... It's cool. I like, I, I, I'm a Michael Jackson fan of the music. His lifestyle, mm-mm. But his music, mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan. I like Michael Jackson. Um, rest in peace. Um, but in James chapter 1, verse 19 through uh, 27, I really think he pulled these verses from James in that song, Man in the Mirror. And I, and I, I researched, I, I looked at the lyrics. I'm not kidding. He talks about you know, kids living in the streets, kind of the orphans that we talked about in, in verse uh, 27. And he mentions the word widow. 
in his song. And then, he's, and then he just talks about the man in the mirror. I, I've looked through it and I really think, I, I honestly do, I'm not making this up, I really think he pulled it from James chapter 1. Um, now, what he didn't really understand is, yeah, Michael, it's, about, it's the man in the mirror, that's right, change your heart, change you, and then you can help other people. I get that, yeah, that's good. What he didn't, you know, add into his song was, you know, it says in James, the man who looks at the mirror and then walks away, forgets what he looks like, is like the man who doesn't do what the Word of God says. So he's got the song down. But what he's missing is, how about we start looking in the mirror called the Bible, because the Bible reflects our heart. Someone's making coffee. (laughs) Sorry. Um, The Bible reflects our heart. And so... um, we need to look at each other in the mirror, if you will. I mean, everyone, that's the first thing we do when we wake up, right? We, we have to look in the mirror. We, we look and like, oh, gosh, look at that eye junk right there. And you just pull it out. You, you um, pick your nose, I don't know. And girls just look like, oh, wow. And they're like, I, I have no makeup on. Like, and then you got to apply the makeup. The guys are just like, wow, I just look hideous. And, and then even after, you, even after you take the shower, you, you look in yourself. you got to look good. You've got to comb the hair. Everyone looks in the mirror. Everyone. Even when you're walking by. Have you noticed people who just look silly when they're walking by the mall or something and the mall has just reflecting glass through it and people can look start, and they start checking and then people inside can see you but they don't see, people outside don't see you. And I just see people just like start looking. Every time everyone sees a mirror, you've got to check yourself, don't you? Got to make sure I look good. Got to look good. Oh, oh, hey, how's it going? Everyone's got to look in a mirror. And in the Bible, the, the word mirror only appears around three or four times. And it's, it's right here in one of the references here in James. And James has already used references such as um, plants and soil, how we need to uh, get ourselves rooted in the ground and, and be grown by what God's Word says. And now he also talks about the Bible. He, he uh, puts it as a picture, as a mirror. And now the mirror uh, of the Word can reflect our heart. You know, Isaiah, in chapter 6, the prophet Isaiah had a glimpse, he had a vision of God in heaven with the cherubim on each side. It was a glorious scene. And by just looking at the Father and the cherubim and just how glorious and majestic it was, he realized, man, I'm just a sinner. He said, woe is me. And he's a prophet. And he's like, I'm a person with unclean lips. And I'm I'm just wretched. And he could see his own sin just by looking at Jesus. And I do, I do think that when we see Jesus, it's just going to be a glorious time, but it's also going to be just, wow, he's perfect, I'm not, but he yet saved me. I'm such a sinner. I'm such um, a wicked. My heart is deceitfully wicked. Who, who can know it? That's what Jeremiah tells us. And so when we look at the Word, the Word can either comfort us, it can challenge us, it can convict us, or sometimes we can look at it and it reflects us, either a good way or a bad way. It's usually a bad way because we're all really dumb. And we're all just, we mess up all the time. And so when we read it, we, we see ourselves and we see how we need to make a change. And that's where, Michael Jackson says that. Make that change. In the song. Anyone know, are you all familiar with the song? Yeah, okay. Okay, good. That's what he says. Um, I'm serious. I really think he got it from this passage. Um, and so when we look in the word, when God speaks to us through his word, It's supposed to reflect us. We either see ourselves in God's eyes or we can see ourselves and say, what what is wrong with me? I need to change. 
my life. I need to change where I'm going. I may be going in the wrong direction. I need to change that. And I need to humbly accept this word that's been given to me. And so James, the, uh, the, the writer of this book, James himself, is saying the person that looks at the word and sees it is like a man who looks in the mirror, but the person who, who looks into it and forgets what the word says and doesn't do it, he just listens to it, is like a man who looks himself in the mirror and then walks away and is like, what, what do I look like again? Okay, gotcha. What? what? It's like someone, he's, he's making an image of saying someone who looks himself in the mirror, walks away, immediately forgets what he looks like. And he's trying to paint a picture. He's trying to say, is the same person who looks at the word of God, reads it, hears it, but yet walks away and forgets what it says and doesn't do it. So James makes a very convicting point in here. It says, don't just read the word. Don't just read the Bible. And so deceive yourselves, thinking, if I just read it, if I just hear it in a sermon, then I'm good with God. I'm saved. I'm, I'm good. We're good. No, it says, he says, do what it says. Do what it says. And so in this passage, I have entitled the, the passage, um, is this working? Just click for me. There we go. It is man in the mirror. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about that. So go to the next slide. The three responsibilities that I want to touch base on what we just read in this passage of 19 through 27, there's three responsibilities I pulled out that we need to uh, take this to heart. See the Bible as a mirror, if you will. Reflects us, who we are. It convicts us. It challenges us. The three things that I think we need to take note of, responsibilities that we have towards this word. And the first one is accepting the word. And that's in verses 19 through 21. Accepting the word. Read, read with me again. It says, my dear brothers, take note of this. He says this, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. His first thing is, accept what the word says. And three things he's saying to accept the word and what you should do by accepting this word is number one, be swift to hear. Number two, be slow to speak. And number two, be slow to anger. Now, he's not talking about slow, like talk real slow. You should go do... No, he's not talking about that. What he's talking about is being, being swift to hear. Listen first. A lot of people like to like, hear it. And I, I know there's two different personalities. My personality type is I like to listen a lot. I like to take things in. I like to process it. I don't like to quickly like, throw something out. I always am sinking stuff in, taking it in. A lot of people like to take it in, and real quick, they just start talking. Real quick, they just start. Any, there's two different, who, who loves to just quickly talk about something? You've got you to speak your mind. You've got to say, oh, I've got I to say what I, I, I got to tell you this. Okay. Yeah, some of you are honest. Some of you are lying right now. Um, and then a lot, of you, a lot of us, hopefully, we just take it all in. I'm just taking it all in. My mom is still like this. She's always been like this ever since I've known her, that... She, when I, when I say something to her, when I say something to her and I ask her a question or I say, hey, do you know what this is? Or, hey, where are we going? Uh, blah, blah, blah. She, she like stares at me and I'm like, hello? <laughs> and it, every time, and, I, and I, it, it kind of frustrates me because I'm like, I just asked you a question. It takes you like five minutes to answer. And she's like, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm processing it. Just, I'm just thinking. 
I was like, really? So my mom is a very, I don't, I'm not that long of a processor, but my mom will just take her time and just like stare and look back down. And at first I thought it was rude. Why, why are you being rude? I'm just, I asked you a question. You just walk away. And she was like, no, I'm thinking, I'm processing. Just let me think and I'll give you an answer later. Okay, fine, sorry. Now what James is trying to say is in this walk, in this Christian life, to be a mature Christian, we need to start hearing what the word says and, and be slow to speak. Just, just sink everything in. The Bible tells us to, um, someone who, who spits out all these words sometimes will, will look like a fool to others because they just keep speaking, speaking. They, they think they know it all. They think they have everything going and they just have, they just have to yell it out. Like, who loves a know-it-all? Yeah, yeah no. Um, and so what he's saying is to just, just take everything in. You don't have to be the first one to have an answer for everything. Just take in what the Bible says you don't, have to be, you don't have to be Solomon and, and spit out words of wisdom to everybody you know. But take, take the word in. Accept what the word says. Soak it in. And, and, and be slow to speak. Don't start, don't start saying everything you need to say. Be slow to speak. And then it also says be slow to anger. He brings up this word anger. And he says, he says right here in verse 21, or verse 20, it says, For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. He's, he's speaking to the Jewish believers in this day and age. It still applies to us today. And the believers in this time thought they knew everything. The church was just planted. And James is one of, James is one of uh, the Jewish council and, and pastoring a church. And, and he's saying, look, don't, don't become deceiving yourselves and just start hearing everything and then you've got to share it. You, gotta, you think you know everything. Look, just, just let the word speak to you. Let the Lord speak to you in your heart. Pray about stuff. Meditate on it. Don't be quick to say anything. But then he also says, be slow to anger. Anger is always an issue, especially in the church. It can be an issue. We need to be people and Christians who are slow to get angry. Slow to get angry. Maybe, maybe someone, you're praying for somebody, and they still just don't want to accept what the Lord, who he is, and, and, and become a Christian, and you've been praying for forever. And then you don't want to get angry and be like, just hurry up and get saved. Just come on. You don't want to get angry. That's not, that's not a good way, please. Um, I've never got any, I've never got a anger, I've never had any anger issues towards somebody, but in my heart, I, I may have slipped something like, just, just get saved already. What is, what is your problem? Why are you waiting? And you don't, you don't want to become an angry Christian and just start being angry all the time. This was prevalent in the church, and it's still prevalent today that we need to be slow to anger. We need to be slow in speech, and we need to just accept the word, what it says, and then pray about it. And if the Lord gives you something to say to somebody, then do it. But don't start saying every all these prophetic messages and, and say, like, you should do this, you should do that. How about check your heart first before you start checking someone else's heart? So accept the word for what it is in those three ways. And number two, uh, keep, yeah, practice the word. Verses 22 through 25. This is, this is the key in this chapter. And look what it says. Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word. It says, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. It says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at a face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. So the first one is, this, the first one is accepting what the word says. And number two, practicing the word. This is where the fun, start, the fun stuff begins. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, myself included, can read the word, read the word, hear what it says. Oh, that was a good message. That was a good sermon. Oh, wow, that really spoke to me. That was awesome. But maybe, does any of us actually apply that and then take it out to the real world and do what it says? 
Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, God, that, that really spoke to my heart. That was awesome. Do we actually go and love our neighbor as ourself? I'm not just talking about your next door neighbor. I'm talking about the neighbor sitting right next to you right now. Or the neighbor at a school uh, that you're in, classmate or whatever. Do we love our neighbor? Do we actually apply and do what it says? There are a lot of commands that Jesus gives us. The Ten Commandments. We can take that in. Do not steal. A lot of us uh, don't really uh, follow this one too well. We, we're just prone to wander. We are human beings. But what the Bible says, we can't be people that just look in a mirror, look at ourselves, and then quickly walk away and forget what we look like. We have to know what this word says, and when we know it, we're going to apply it to our hearts, and we're going to share it with others, and we're going to do what it says. And that's what the first one is. Listen to the word. That's the first one. Listen to the word. So James, ma- James makes that obvious. Just don't, don't merely listen to the word, but do what it says. We need to listen to what the word says, but we also need to do what the word says. And also, it says, do not forget. I love this part. Look at verse 25. The man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, that's the Bible, and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. And do not forgetting, Deuteronomy chapter 8, Verse 11, I just want to read this to you real quick. This is uh, found in Deuteronomy 8, verse 11. And it says this, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe His commands, His laws, His decrees that I'm giving you this day. That was the Mosaic Law. Moses was speaking this to the people. This is in Deuteronomy. Do not forget what the Lord says. Observe His laws and decrees and do what it says. Don't forget what what He's told us. Don't forget this word right here that's planted in you, which can save you. Nothing else can save you. No devotional books, not going to church, not just listening to the word, but applying it, doing it what it says, and accepting Jesus as your Savior in your heart. That's what saves you. We're not, we're not, going through the motions is not going to save you. I go to church every day, though. I, 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 I do read my Bible every day. That's great. But again, applying what it says, doing what it says, and accepting who Jesus is in your heart and living a Christian life daily, not just once a month, but daily. That's what saves you. And in chapter 2, we'll get into this next week, it talks, James talks about faith and deeds. Faith without deeds is dead. Faith is dead without deeds. If you have faith that you can move a mountain, if you have faith that you can do this or that, but you don't do anything, then it's dead. Faith is dead. The same with, with um, the Word and doing what it says. Because I know a lot of people out there, and ourselves included, we can put ourselves into this passage, that we can hear the word all the time, but do we actually do what it says? Not, not all the time, we don't. We fall short of this. We don't necessarily take this to heart and then go do what it says. James is challenging us. Don't just hear the word, but actually do what it says. And don't forget what it tells us. Don't be that person that looks in the mirror and then quickly goes away. Now, how dumb can you be to look at yourself in the mirror for even two minutes and then walk away? What did I just look like? How'd my hair look? Um, what color are my eyes? Gosh, do I have facial hair or not? I can't remember. If you're a guy, sorry. That's, um, that's, an old, that's a whole different story. Um, don't be that person. Looks himself in the mirror and then immediately forgets what it says. James is saying this is so simple. And we can laugh at this and say, look, like who, who is dumb enough to look at themselves in the mirror and then walk away and then be like, what do I look like? 
I don't remember what I look like. Is that why ladies have like mirrors also in their purses? They just have to constantly look at themselves everywhere. I mean, guys, we, we can just, we go to the bathroom and look ourselves in the mirror. Women have to, you guys have to have the purses with the, the thing that opens up, the mirror, and then blush or whatever. Whatever it's called. I, I don't know. Um, and should I know? I don't think so. I really don't know. I don't really don't know. If I knew what every cosmetic women have, that's all right. That's a little weird. I don't, I don't, I don't think I should know that. I feel okay not knowing what this is. Okay? I just know it's glass and a mirror. But um, let's, not, let's not be people who look ourselves in the mirror and forget what we, what we look like. Let's accept the word and let's start practicing the word. And also, um, number three, we have up here the next responsibility is sharing the word. And this was found in 26 through 27. We just read it. Let's read it again. Verse 26 says, If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So this next part, number three, is sharing the word. And, this two, and the three things that I saw that I want to um, touch base on is in speech, in servanthood, in service to one another, and then separated from the world. And what it says here, it, and it mentions the words religious and religion here in this, in this passage. I don't want you to think that religion is talking about uh, Christianity or any type of religion out there. Um, the word religion really in the Greek is, is worship. Worship. We, what we... Um, what we look to and focus on as our main worship. That's what the word religion means. It's not talking about different world religions. The Greek word is worship. And so what he's saying is, if anyone considers himself religious or or a worshiper of of God, or what the Bible says, and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. We've got to keep a tight rein on our tongue. And he already talks about in, in, um, in verse 19 through 20, about uh, doing what the Word says, but also to not be quick to speak and just to hold our tongue. And so in this passage, he's saying, look, to share the Word, do it in speech. As Christians, we need to keep a tight rein on our tongue, not to blow our witness or just to, to know what the, the Word says, but to apply it to our heart and not be too quick to answer, not be too quick to judge people, but sharing the Word in speech, in a, in a loving way. Because we're going to start deceiving ourselves. This word deceiving or deceive, deception, is found a couple times here in this passage alone. James is saying, look, no one's deceiving you. The devil's not deceiving you. Non-believers are not deceiving you. It's yourself that can start deceiving you. Our self can start creeping and deceiving us from what the Bible tells us to do. And it says that. If anyone considers himself religious, if anyone considers himself a Christian or a worshiper of the word, a doer of the word, and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue. He deceives himself and his religion is worthless. And then he says this. This is what religion, he basically describes the definition of religion, the worship. 27, it says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows under distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Two things in there. One is servanthood. And he gives the description of widow and orphans. Now this is still for us today. I mean, God, God loves the orphan and the widow. He has compassion on the widow, the orphan. And, and, and James tells us right here 
in verses 27 that God our Father loves us when we show service and servanthood, not just to our fellow believers or not just to fellow unbelievers, but especially to those about widows and orphans. He makes it clear. And, and God, God has compassion on the, the fatherless and, on, and the one who has lost a husband or a husband who's lost a wife. And he has compassion on those. And so the church, James is saying the church should be the first people to show compassion and comfort to these people. That's what religion is. That's what true worship is that God is saying. That's number, that's number one in servanthood. And 1 Peter 4.9, it tells us this. Let me turn there. 1 Peter 4.9 says this. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift has been received to serve others. There's a word serve. To serve others. Faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So Peter's writing this also. Look, show compassion. Show, show servant, servanthood. Service to one another without grumbling. If we're going to be people of, of the church, people of the word, we have to start showing service and being a servant to others. It's not just, it's not just about us. It's about others around us. And the third part of number three is separated from the world because it says, keep oneself from being polluted. I love that word polluted by the world because the world throws a lot of pollution at us, don't they? We got enough junk out there on social media, TV, and just media itself, um, and everything around us, trying to throw things at us, trying to poison us, really. It's just this junk of the world that the world's trying to give us. And for number three in, in sharing the word is being separated from the world. Being separated from the world. And in 1 John chapter 3, John talks about whoever loves the world more than the word is not a true son or daughter of God. Now again, I talked about this on Wednesday night. We can love the world. We can love the earth. We love, we love the creation. Don't go too crazy and start hugging trees. But we can love the earth that God has given us. There are people out there who hug trees. It's just crazy. Um, you, we can start loving the earth that God has given us, but the world, the word world basically is just that secular meaning. People who aren't followers of Christ, don't start being polluted by the world. The world's going to throw everything at us. If we're going to start accepting this word and practicing this word and sharing his word, we're going to have to check our hearts and keep ourselves from being polluted by the world. And Romans chapter 12 Verse 2, you guys know this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. It starts in your mind. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but start being transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can start knowing God's perfect will for your life. So those three things, accepting the word, practicing the word, and sharing the word, the word it starts with us. Michael Jackson did get that right. He said, it starts with me, and then it goes to others. Now, I want you guys to go home and listen to that song and just start dancing away, okay? That's, that's your homework. I'm just kidding. But let's pray. Amen? Amen. Lord, we thank you for this, uh, this time we had to, to uh, listen to your word. We thank you for the book of James, um, just how convicting he can be with with our, um, our speech and our actions, but also not just hearing your word, but doing what it says. I pray that we would take this to heart, that, 
that we were convicted by your Holy Spirit this morning that we can start doing what your word says and obeying it. Not just hearing this word. The word, just hearing the word does not save us, but actually accepting what it says, accepting your son and doing what it says will save us. We thank you for um, this time. We, We thank you for your word again. We love you. We give you all the praise and glory. Go before us now. And um, just help us to apply all that we've heard today in, the, in James. We thank you for this book again. And um, we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. For additional teachings and to learn more about the Cornerstone Chapel Youth Group, visit us online at cornerstonechapel.net.